Kia ora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts, Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello, Chris. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing okay. And yourself? Not too bad, actually. Not too bad. Fun day. So, you know. Was it? What were you doing? I was meeting with clients, which is always a good thing. Ah, talking instead of real work. It's my favourite kind of work. What, talking or the real work? No, talking is real work. Ah, yeah, no, no, lots of that today, lots of that. Yeah, so welcome along to the Geodorable podcast. Number eight in the... Number uh, eight of this year. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. No. Well, number no, eight. three of this year. Whatever, um, number eight in general. Yeah, Although, I think, um, I think coming uh, across uh, a bit loud. Am I? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'll <laughs> shout less. Okay. You're so excited. I just must shout. Well, that's it. Uh, you know, Buy whatever. some furniture. Big save furniture now. Uh, yeah, okay. Cheers, quite ah. shouty. Anyway. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> I had a friend who looked like her father, Tim McKinn. He didn't like getting teased about that. Anyway, off to the side topics we're going. Um... Yeah, welcome to Geodorable, the number one geospatial podcast in New Zealand. Uh, with uh, plenty of uh, talking about stuff that we shouldn't be talking about. We should just talk about GIS mainly. Well, that's what, it's a GIS podcast for GIS people from all over the world. Although uh, a main focus on New Zealand, of course, because that's where we are. Oh, well, yeah, and you're xenophobic, so... I am not. Man, I'm English and... Explaining kind of losing. Theory. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so Chris and I have started this podcast uh, mainly just to make us rich. Well, we do make an obscene amount of money from each episode. I mean, I, I, I'm paid by uh, numerous um, sponsors. Um, in fact, today I'm wearing clothes by um, Eagle. <laughs> okay, I won't get into clothing I used to have from Eagle. But here's a general comment about clothing, right? You as I have been to trade shows and you get given trade clothing, right? To wear Me on the too. show, like yeah. so you can look like a, a show dolly. Well, uh, but, represent, uh, you know, so they can tell you all work for the same company. Yeah. Yeah, branding, marketing, it's good stuff. However, the shirt's always made of that polyester, non-sweaty stuff. And then after the show, or even after six months, what can you do with the shirt? Like... If it was made of cotton, at least you could use it to wash your car. I see. What I did uh, was um, I started my own um, air conditioning insulation company because that's basically what my shirt looked like. <laughs> right. Mm. How's that going for you? Is that another side business? Well, one of one of many. You um, must be rolling in it. This I mean, m- most of this comes from this podcast, job. of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is, by the way, the uh, the. Uh, post-truth episode uh, episode i guess you know in, are we post-truth life. yet aren't we are we post facts alternative facts alternative reality oh. i don't know but whatever we are <laughs> whatever we are yeah but speaking of facts chris tell me something about yourself oh uh well um i'm a bit embarrassed about this one um but you know we're an open caring sharing kind of podcast no judgment here no none whatsoever um so when I, I used to work for Esri UK many moons ago, as did you. You've never talked about that before. 
I know. I try. I, I don't talk about it that often. Uh, but it's a little-known fact that um, I, I didn't get on particularly well with Archimedes. I don't know what it was. I didn't like it. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, I put off uh, installing Archimedes on my machine for, I mean, a considerable amount of time uh, until actually I was the last person in his UK to uh, install it. Install it on your machine? Yeah. Okay. Did you use the uh, Tomcat web, web adapter? Do you know I did, and I think that's probably what kind of scared me. It's like you're doing uh, all this Esri stuff, and then you have, you have to go, yeah, kind of Tomcat. Oh, good old and, days, Archimedes, trawling through pages of JavaScript just to find the bug somewhere. Mm, how things have changed. <laughs> oh, funny little anecdote. I'm not sure it's actually funny. But well, uh, that was something about me, a tiny bit embarrassing. What about uh, yourself? Um, I believe you also have a, a kind of a... Well, yeah, this is, um, I, mean, I suppose it's more historic fact. Um, nostalgic, I, maybe. Nostalgic, yeah. I, I still have the installation discs, floppy three and a, uh, three and a half, three and a quarter, um, discs for RQ 2.5. Oh, that's very cool. Um, <laughs> and what do you do with them? Um, they're just sitting in storage. Oh, man. Do you know, if they were, um, if they were mine, I would... Uh, in some way preserve them and use them as coasters <laughs> yeah or is that a little bit sad it is a little bit sad oh well, well. start as you mean to go on that's but there is like 20 of them remember you used to have 20 discs and you just have to sit there installing one uh, yeah I explained to my 12 year old how um, we used to sp- think 512 uh, kilobytes was a big on a disc <laughs> now and that was about 20 bucks and now for 10 bucks you can get 64 gig on a related but different technology note, uh, I was discussing today with a mate of mine how um, my kids have never used one of you know a wind down window in a car. Oh, you mine know? have. My car yeah. has them. My, oh, well, there you go. I, I'm just the lucky. But it's because you're a rich Aucklander. Well, yeah, it's the podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, why is it? Why why are we doing geographically based um, royalties for this podcast? I, what are we? Anyway, oh, that's what you told me. Anyway, so what's on this week's show? Well, we have, uh, as usual, we have some news um, stories. At any rate, it's a bit of a slow news week, uh, as it often is this time of year. I find, um, and then we have uh, we move on and we have our topic of the day. Um, and this week we're talking about the numerous kind of GIS and geography related societies in New Zealand and asking the question, why so many? Why so many? Yes, mm. indeed. And also I'd just like to note that all, all these uh, views or words said on this podcast are the personal view and often satirical and not the oh, views of our employers or anyone else. Uh, definitely not. Uh, yeah. And as usual, we'd like to shout out to Pete. Thanks for the correspondence. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Right, shall we get into it? We shall. Spatial news. And here's the news this week. Shall I start? Yeah. I like this one. Um, it's clever. It is clever, isn't it? So, uh, Many, many people out there use Google Maps to navigate. You know, how am I going to get from A to B? Uh, I know yeah, to it's great. A, it is. I know we did last week, uh, it was week four, a hacking your sat-nav. 
the music's uh, still a little bit loud. Uh, okay. So kind of yeah, demanding. Um, yes, uh, but Google Maps, I, I, I personally use it. And what they're doing now is uh, you navigate to wherever you want to go. And then it's going to tell you how easy it is to park near your destination. How are they going to find out how easy it is to park? I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. Don't know. But anyway, uh, it, it so you put in, and it goes, parking is usually not easy near this destination, or it is easy. Perhaps they look at, you know, if there are parking uh, places nearby or so forth. But I reckon that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's I kind reckon of closing it's that done gap. off um, time. So you've arrived at your destination, mm-hmm. and the time you spent driving around afterwards, or just before. Could be. Could be. Yeah, now that's really good use of data and making Google even more useful than it's been before. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's still going to tell you if um, you're walking there? Uh, park benches, maybe? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Spatial news. I think this is you, isn't it? Uh, this one, Trumpland. Uh, yeah, Trumpland. Trumpland. We can't really, we, well, you can't do a podcast these days without mentioning Trump, can you? And and especially given the uh, the what was his inauguration on Saturday? Yeah. Um. But yes, he is president. He is. Fact, uh, not even a post fact or a alternative fact. And um, your view is uh, we should just get over it, right? Absolutely. Mm. I think there's enough people being sorry for themselves and not just getting on with it. But there's an interesting maps called Trumpland versus Clinton Ape. Here we go. Archipelago. We struggle with pronouncing things, don't we? (laughs) It's because English isn't our first language. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And so someone's done a map um, based on the geographic portion of people voting for Trump or for Clinton in the last US election. And just to make it kind of, you know, relatively GIS, they've used uh, inverse distance weighting and ArcGIS to do it. When was the last time you used the inverse distance weighting? You will find out when we play Export Shape 4 later on. Hmm. Alright. So, what it actually reveals is quite interesting, although a little bit skewed. Um, Because it's not taking in population, but it's taking in geographic area. Mm -hmm. And we've got the uh, thing that is recognisable as the United States of America. Kind of a country. And it's sort of got holes in it, like it's been burnt or ripped or something. And that is Trumpland. And it's significantly recognisable as the USA. Like, what would you say, 80%? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. And And it kind of highlights that kind of heartland of support. Yeah, so it ranges from 50 to 55%, all the way up to 100%. Yep. And there's a heap of brown, which is 70 to 90%. Yep. So it's saying that, you know, out of 100 people, 70 to 90 of the people in this area voted for Trump. Yep. So then you go down to the Clinton archipelago. 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 And um, it actually looks like maybe the Philippines... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe Indonesia. It certainly looks like yeah, a bunch of uh, islands. Yeah, 
bunch of islands that aren't disconnected anyway. Aren't, aren't disconnected. Yeah. Are disconnected. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is just showing that... Well, another interesting fact with this one is that most of it's green, showing that only like 50 to 60% of the people actually voted for Clinton. Mm. Well, that, I mean, resulting off, uh, she got more votes. Well, she got the popular vote, but... Yeah. Not that. You anyway, can't argue that because they yeah, were yeah, campaigning yeah. for moving on. Because I feel as though we're, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. one of these situations where we're describing what a map looks like, which is a little bit difficult to do over a podcast. So what you can do, of course, is uh, go to our Facebook page, which is Mark. No, it's Facebook.com. Oh, was it? Yeah, I was just asking you to say it because I was right. forget. Uh, and see, uh, contact us on our email, which is geodorable at gmail.com. But you can see these maps on Facebook, so uh, there'll be a link to yeah. them. Go have a look, and you'll kind of see what. And also what I mean. s- some references to last week's movies. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I still haven't watched either of them. Anyway, spatial news. Oh, the CIA! I mean, they'll be listening in, right? The CIA is always listening. They're listening to all podcasts. Um, yeah, so in their bid to, um, I don't know, improve their look, they're releasing maps. They are. And, um, well... So this, this is their, what would you call it, this is their Flickr feed. Yeah. Uh, and it's got yeah, a bunch of, well, a bunch of photos, I guess, of lots of different things. But they've also got, you know, going back to... 1940s. 1940s. But they've got some really interesting maps of uh, all over the world, um, as you say, from the 1940s through to uh, present day, really. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see how that cartography has changed and, and the kind of things they were mapping. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's a nice um, Leningrad front. But it's one of these things where, you know, there are quite a few, you know, photos here. It's something you can, you know, uh, look through uh, over time. But, I'm, yeah, I, I do like how cartography has changed, I guess, over time. I always so, find it interesting, though, that they've actually drawn these from um, often aerial photos. Mm, yep. Like they weren't able to survey at the time, so they've taken them from aerial photos. And the detail of a cartographer is just amazing. Something's been lost, eh? I would say so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll put a link up to that to the CIA Twitter flick feed, Twitter Flickr. Yep. Uh, worth looking up. Yeah. Spatial news. Well, I think it's time to um, stay political. Well, yeah. Why move off a uh, interesting topic? So there's a map up on our favourite uh, web mapping platform, ArcGIS.com. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Why right, were you thinking of another one? Uh, no. Um, and it's of all the countries that President Obama visited in his eight years of office. And it's a pretty extensive list, isn't it? He he did get around the world a lot, yeah. but it does show some lowlights. Like Darwin <laughs> in Australia for all our Australian <laughs> listeners uh, yes but at least they can uh, claim that he visited them yeah he didn't visit New Zealand 
Although there should somewhere be, uh, we should try and introduce it, a nice little picture or a nice little, you know, line of Jonky visiting a barmer well, in Hawaii, wasn't it? They played golf. But yeah, well, there's a lie. So this doesn't have Hawaii as a place he's visited on it. Yeah, but that's because it's international and Hawaii is American. Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little tour of um, what Obama's done. He hasn't spent much time in Russia, Russia, has he? Uh, once <laughs> in his uh, was a first year of, of presidency mm. I wonder if that's why they're not getting on too well they're a bit like well it'll be interesting to see how much time Trump spends over there won't it yeah or maybe he'll invite them over here he seems like an inclusive type of guy <laughs> he does uh, okay um, moving on to some further uh, fake news spatial news I think you'll find this is post-truth news. Post-truth. Um, anyway, so we came across a Twitter account that we thought was worth reporting on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's from um, Jack Dangerman. Yes. yes. Well, fake well, Jack Dangerman. Yeah, maybe not the real Jack Dangerman, but, I mean, whoever this guy is, I, I think he's captured the, you know, the, the feeling. He's, he's certainly captured... <laughs> A Something. Feeling. Let's, let's just say that this is more like an alternate ego to Jack, because Jack's a nice guy. He is indeed. Sure. And uh, we don't want to sully his uh, his reputation or his personality. Did I ever mention how I introduced? Uh, Will I am to Jack? Did I ever mention? Anyway. Yeah. Or you suggested Maybe. Will I am to Jack? Something. And like you also used to walk Jack's dog. Back. And. Yeah. Okay, so uh, should we just yeah. read out a few of these? Because they're quite funny. It's a bit like, uh, you know, what's it, yeah, mean tweets? Yeah, it does look, look like mean tweets. And again, this is satirical. I feel as though if we have to point it out to the listeners, uh, we might be missing something. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> okay, so this is after the uh, ESRI conference. Uh, and he's uh, Jack, the fake Jack Changeman's tweeted... Geez, the pool house is a disaster. Between the zombie hotties and my masked midget wrestlers, havoc was wreaked. I like that. I like the thought of... Uh, well, I like the thought of both those well, things. Zombie hotties and masked midget wrestlers. I mean, what more so, What more do you need? Well, we just need to point out probably that zombies is, is the term he uses for uses of ArcGIS. Yeah, um, this is probably why it's fake Jack Dangerman. Again, it's satire. Why are we pointing this out? I, no, you're pointing out constantly. Okay. Back away from the satire pointing. All right. Go on, you, you've got such a good uh, reading voice. Really? Okay. Um, do you think, this is again about the user conference, do you think Rio Geo, Voyager GIS and Terrablow all realise that their booth sizes are the same dimensions as a coffin? Ha 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 ha. I like that one. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, it is good. And following up on that one, he's saying, by the way, we'll be killing Voyager GIS as soon as we launch the next version. But thanks for letting us steal all your ideas. <laughs> and having having uh, used Voyager GIS, um, that's quite mean, actually. It is quite mean, in considering Brian Goulburn used to work at Esri. He did, yes. But and Voyager's still based in Ed- Redlands, I believe. And going strong, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, good product, Voyager GIS. Mm-hmm. Get on the demo side. 
Ah, right. Following the conference again. Uh, did I mention how much I like Kool-Aid? We'll be giving away black Nikes to the best high school map at the user conference. <laughs> Sorry, that's just really bad. Uh, do I have to piece uh, that together for the listeners? Kool-Aid, I don't know. I've drunk, black I've Nikes. drunk a lot. Drunk a lot of Kool-Aid. No, um, this is specific to Jonestown with the black Nikes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, finally, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I do like this one. Um, at KG James, which is James Fee, who's a, a well-known voice on the geospatial world in the in America. Uh, at KG James, they are all at my pool house for the Kool Aid and Zombie Party. <laughs> Sorry, but companies we will crush are not invited. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, I think uh, I, I don't know who fake uh, Jack Tangerman is, but I feel as though he should be revived some way. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should uh, tweet out to him. That maybe we should, um, and maybe perhaps you've got your own fake Jack Tangerman tweets. Maybe you could uh, send them to us at gmail.com or leave something on our Facebook page, and maybe we could read adorable next week. at gmail.com. What did I say? Gmail.com. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you should know it by now, really. You should. You so should. should I, Thank you, our dedicated listeners. <laughs> right. right shall we uh, move on a little bit yeah what are we doing next we're doing topic of the week <gasps> week okay then topic of the week 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 right Chris can I ask you a question I, I, I yeah please do why are there so many GIS societies in New Zealand how many are there in the first place? I don't know. We've listed, I've listed, you've listed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 societies all vaguely related to deal with GIS in New Zealand. It seems a little bit, uh, a little bit too many, really. Well, um, it's not the biggest sector in the world and of New Zealand, and also we're missing some. I mean, we haven't. Well, we are. The These Map are the ones we... group, Intergraph group. Uh, QGIS are in there. They've got a Esri New Zealand, oh, sorry, a New, Australia New Zealand kind of user group. <laughs> I don't believe they have. They'll have an Esri New Zealand group. They might have QGIS. They're not. You know, they're inclusive. They are inclusive and open. And of course, Esri is an open platform. So, you know, they're all, all good friends. Anyway, the point is, there are so many of these different GIS societies. So, so just off the top yeah. of our heads, right? We came up with the New Zealand Esri user group. Triple uh, SI, NZIS, Women in Spatial, Emerging Spatial Professionals, uh, the uh, Marriage IS, GIS and Conservation, the LGGA, which stands for the Local Government Geographic Association, Geospatial Association, SEBA, and of course now GITA, and whatever they're going to become, uh, the New Zealand Cartographic Society, the New Zealand um, Geographic Society. Yeah, so some of these are um, obviously uh, special interest groups and some of them are professional development groups, like mm-hmm. SSSI. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a body set up to represent surveyors and geospatial people. Well, um, whereas so some of them are, yeah. are software-related. And then some of them are demographic-related. I know, it just, it just seems as though that, you know, uh, with such a, a wide diversity of groups, that, you know... We're, Where's the single message? Does there need to be a single message? 
I mean, maybe, maybe I'm well, getting carried you, away here, but, you know. If you jump back to our podcast last week, or the week before, we, we did plans for 2017. Uh-huh. Um, one thing we did talk about was how GIS people are going to be made less prominent by the use of by the use of other people taking on GIS without caring that it's called GIS Uh, yep true yep and so a lot of these groups you'd think with all these groups we would have a single message of GIS but I don't think we do and I think actually what we're seeing is it's kind of a bit of diversity in terms of, you know, there's a push to become a spatial professional, whilst at the same time, you know, future trends would suggest that spatial professionals are, are going to be, well, not not quite as, not in their current form at any rate. Yeah. You know, that yeah, there's going to be a, a perhaps a, a... Well, it's, it's the dumbing down now, isn't it? That now it's easier yeah, to it's do point and polygon. So commercialized why would I, you know yeah hmm. commodity etc yeah um so maybe we need to get amongst them and go look guys stop talking to each other and um or and talk mean, to others do you mean stop talking amongst yourselves and start talking to others yeah maybe that's it mm. i mean i do think from um so you know we're, uh, i'm on the new zealand desert user group committee Yep, and uh, we had trying a, to get into the was it SIBA or Triple SI? Well, no, it was just a really interesting conversation we had last week about you know uh, you know where do we fit within these these groups? You know what's our role to play amongst them? And when you know when there are so many, um, how how do you identify you know what you're there to do? Uh, and it's a difficult question to answer because you know I'll, I'll be there to provide. You know, a, a kind of a, a professional um, element. Professional development, or is it yeah. support? Like we all get around and hug each other and say, it's okay, they call me Map Boy too. <laughs> yeah, you'll get over it. <laughs> um, uh, actually, I still won't. Um, you're right, you know, and, and then, then you've got kind of, you know, SIBA and, and Gitter and their role in business, but then it's not like SSSI and NZIS are kind of going, ah, we're not going to represent GIS in, in, in the industry either. Um, yeah, perhaps this kind of proliferation of, of these, uh, these different groups has actually um, led to uh, a situation where GIS isn't um, used as much as it could be. I don't know. That's just my thought. Maybe. Well, yeah. Again, it, it, looking internally. Yeah. Um, and not being part of mainstream IT or something. Yeah, I don't know. But there's something there, isn't there? So many groups, and yet such a uh, what do I call it? Dis. What do you call it? Dissolved message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or perhaps the message is isn't clear. Diluted. Coming, there we go. Yeah. Because it's coming through so many, uh, so many different groups. Yeah. Uh, both you and I read that um, Forrester paper, right? Yes. I thought what was interesting in that, not moving, you know, keeping it related, at least trying to. Yeah, and there, there was, uh, you know, one of the main focuses was around, again, that um, information, oh, sorry, Internet of Things. <laughs> yes, our favourite topic. Yeah, and, and yet, you know, uh, are any of these groups talking about that? You know, my feeling is that they're, they're not really. 
and yet you know internet of things is, is one of the, the kind of the strongest trends that we're seeing coming out of 2017 2018 and so forth you combine you know you combine internet of things with um kind of you know bi tools and um, well big data is another aspect of internet of things indeed you know and it's that combination and the analysis who's leading that charge who's leading that conversation from the, the societies well, we see here it won't be the societies because it'll be the commercial peoples the big i'm going to say data comms the um genis etc they'll be the ones pushing pushing it and how many of those have a geospatial group some None. few yeah people i mean again we're not talking like huge huge numbers but yeah but I, I'd kind of thought, you know, isn't this the role for Gitter or Ciber or SSI or NZIS to kind of talk about this? I, you know, what well, almost is, is ad- advocating, advocating that if you invest in just special knowledge and people, that it will take your business in new ways to make money. Mm. So not by a product, but by a technology adopting it. Yeah, like you know, Chris. Your company needs to be data expert. Why? Well, because it's cool and it can do this stuff. It's a different message when your company needs a GIS person. Why? Well, they can make your maps. Yeah, it's not quite. Uh, yeah, not quite as strong, is it? No, it's not as strong. I, I think we're we're still struggling to perhaps express the value uh, in what we do, and at the same time, we're trying to express the value. It's becoming commoditized. You know, uh, you used yeah. to. Uh, you know, well, it's, it's becoming can, cheaper as well. Yeah, you, need to, you used to need a special GIS person who could then go and do your drive time analysis or your, you know, your... Um, yeah, now you just go over to Waze or to... Um, yeah, it's commoditized. You don't need Or what's anybody. the product you sell? What? Oh, the traffic traffic navigation, etc. You can just go and get by the stuff, yep. right? Yep. You don't need someone... To do it anymore. And that's because that someone was busy making maps instead of trying to use technology maybe could be anyway yeah so all those societies and maybe not too much to show for it sure uh, and, and maybe uh, people out there have different views and we'd love to hear them um, we'd love to, to hear touch. your views we would so get in touch uh, on our Facebook page uh, or send us an email at gdorbleatgmail.com uh, uh, <laughs> I know I'll get there it's, just, it's two G's gdorble gmail I just can't handle it you know um, but yeah we'd love to hear what you think yes right let's move on to possibly our favourite part of the show uh, what the end <laughs> no no that's what? your wife's favourite part of the show <laughs> Like so many things, her favourite part of the end, yeah. Um, you don't mean your favourite and my favourite and, and surely our listeners' favourite, uh, Export to Shapefile. I do mean Export to Shapefile, the game that is literally taking the world by storm. Um, and if it's not the top-selling Christmas present next year... For GIS professionals in your life. Yes, then, then well, I don't know, then something... Yeah, we could do... Oh, sorry. Export to shapefile. I got too excited. You did. I was just thinking next year we can do presents based on uh, export to shapefile. Mm. Like underwear and coffee table books. There's underwear and coffee table... Anyway, uh, listen to a previous podcast uh, for that reference. Um, Yeah. 
What was going to say? Uh, so we're. I think the first tournament coming up is going to be um, the Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Palm Springs, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to to. Yeah, I won't be attending, but looking no, forward again to uh, use the the medium of the internet. And it is uh, awesome what they put out now, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, and if you don't know Export to Shapefile, basically it's a game you play based on the Arc Toolbox where you try and maneuver among the tools and force your opponent to um, ha- only have one alternative left, which is export to shapefile, which we know is the most basic of all tools in the tool set. Uh, and if you call that tool, then you lose. That's right, and sometimes you have no choice. It, it's kind of like a cross between poker and chess, and yet you play it in your head. It's quite a... It's it so rubbish take- at it, actually. <laughs> it does take a lot of um, memorizing of the toolbox, which is it does, um, and what they mean, and the moves you can make, and you know, yeah, what kind of approach you're going to make, and whether you're kind of, I don't know, you have to know the rules as well. The uh, the uh, famous Capelli ruling of uh, was it 2004, I think it was. Yep, you got to be on top of that, and then um, I mean, it's worth researching researching some of the kind of the yeah. So the page I always go to is was it export to shapefile.wordpress.com yeah, you can get to it from us from our Facebook um, page. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who runs that one, but that's that I often refer to that. Yep, got and the rules th- and everything. Yeah, I think um, there's also a section on Reddit on ex- export to shapefile. I haven't come across that yet. Um, so yeah, that that ha- often has a lot of the gossip and the no? the cool. questions and ponderings what people do. But shall we start, or shall I start, or shall you start? Um, I think, I think. I'm going to start. Okay. I'm just going to go for it. Go. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Are you going to start off in the data management toolbox like you have done for the last two weeks? Enclosed multi-patch. Take that. Ooh. That's a 3D analyst tool set. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I know. Uh, Right. Well, if you're not going to go data management toolbox, I am. Import geodatabase configuration keywords. Oh, sheesh. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, playing it safe there, Mr. Thompson. Interesting. Well, uh, if you feel that's where you need to be. Uh, add terrain pyramid level. Add terrain pyramid level. Trying to stay on the outer. Delete coded value from domain. Ooh. Um Aspect. Aspect. Nice mm. and short. Special analyst tool. Well, if you're going that short, I'm going to go for times. 3D analyst toolbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sticking with special analyst. Uh, cost path, I think. Yeah, that should work. Cost path? Yeah. Which, which toolbox is that? Special analyst. It was 93 plus, was it? Uh, uh, yeah, the, yeah. It okay. um, calculates the least cost path from a source to destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was something else. But anyway, all right. Um, I see we're going that direction. How about bearing distance to line? Oh. That's narrowed things down somewhat, actually. 
Uh, God, it's funny how a single move can make a difference, isn't it? Um, extract by circle, I think, should work. Extract by circle. Special on this tool again. He's Kinda sticking out me. there. Yeah, he narrowed me uh, my options right. somewhat. So I'll go for aspect then. I called aspect earlier. Or was that you? Okay. No, I did. No, you did. We're going to have to go back and call another one. Uh, hang on, that's... Yeah. Okay, um... Ah, ah, um... Transpose fields. I wish you'd called aspect now. Oh, shit. Shit. Wasn't a bear. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. What? Well, ships? It? It's a well-known uh, term that you express in export to show file. Right. Um, what did you... Well, uh, transpose field. I think... I think I'm going to... No, that's not going to work. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ex export to shapefile. Actually. <laughs> oh, nicely played. I shouldn't yeah. have said anything about aspect. I should let you carry on. You should have, because that was a very. It was a generous move by you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice comeback with um, transpose fields. I wouldn't have uh, thought yeah. of that actually. That was. Well, <laughs> excuse the pun. That was a left field call. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, I've screwed that up. Hey, yeah. it worked. And, yeah, uh, that just came to my mind. That well, that's that's often the way it goes in these games, isn't it? A sudden, um, a sudden bolt of lightning. You're like, ah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That's good. Yeah. No, it's nice played. Um, nice played. Must say, I got pulled up the other um, week in correspondence, uh, or a bit abusive actually, um, for using a tin in the export to shape file. Um, because tins are outdated and no one uses them anymore. But I did point out that we we're playing 9.3 plus. Yeah, which, which makes means I can use use yeah. tin even though we don't use tins anymore. And follow the rules, the people. Follow four. the rules. That's right. But yeah. Okay. I mean, if it, if it was, I mean, we make it look easy, right? But if it was this easy, uh, you know, everybody would be playing it. Which, of course, they are. But you know, not well, yeah, not in a, yeah. a kind of a, an award-winning podcast. No, they were commercially successful. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 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 Well, that's brought us to the end of the show. It has. Uh, episode 8 in the bag. Um, download it now. Although, if you're listening, then you've got to the end of it. Anyway. You've already downloaded download previous episodes. Last that's week's was choice. particularly good. Oh, excellent. I should listen to it at some point. Yes. All right. See you, Mark. It's been a pleasure, as always. As always. And uh, next week, more exciting geospatial stuff and more correspondence. Keep those letters coming in. Well, uh, emails. Messages <laughs> on Facebook. And letters. with that painful ending, uh, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>